Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast, episode 13. Lucky 13. Thank you to those who have rated and reviewed. (laughs) And subscribed. And subscribed. Thank you to those who have followed us on social media. How dare you to those who haven't. Yeah. Pull your finger out. A big, a big fuck you. No. No, that's a bit harsh. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for listening. A big, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. You don't don't need to commit. I'm conflicted. (laughs) Um, All I said last week was um, tell your friends about our podcast if you like it. And I will reiterate that. Please tell your friends if you have any. If you don't, we'll be your friends. Exactly. And if you don't, just like tell random people, like if you're on the train, just be like, I'm listening to this podcast. It's called Bloody Bizarre. Or like leave your phone, like the screen on so people can see what you're listening to. Yeah. Because if you tell people to listen to stuff, sometimes they don't. Bit of guerrilla marketing. That's yeah. what we need. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Just looking after Abby. Your full time job, up, eh? She takes up all of my time. God, I'm never having kids. Yeah, it's it's full on. Like, it's great, but it is full on. You can hear my child crying. That's Gertie Girl, the chook, the chicken. <laughs> She's the last chicken that remains. Unfortunately, within the last, like, two or three weeks, two of my chooks have died. One very traumatically. The other just passed away. This is meant to be the episode where we're, like, pulling people back up because we've had two heavy episodes. Look, I will. I just have to address the, I guess, like, dead chook in the room. Nobody knew about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> Only me. Rude that you didn't ask how I was doing. <laughs> I brought you flowers. Yeah. But now I lie with Doris. All right. What are we talking about this week? Today, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Should I jump in? Yeah. My nose is a little full, so you're probably going to hear a bit. Um, I'm going to sound snotty on the... um. Can you blow your nose before you start talking? No. All right. Um, so, yeah, today I'm telling you about Skinwalker Ranch. My sources are uh, the following. Skinwalkerranch.com, all that's, interest, all that's interesting.com article by Marco Margaritoff. Uh, Wikipedia, obviously. Parallaxuap.blogspot.com. Oh, God. <laughs> Another blog one. And Parallax UAP as well. Um, an article by MJ Banyas for vice.com and a YouTube video by Joe Scott. Cool. Uh, some, uh, for some reason, I'm all of a sudden nervous. <laughs> a a wave just hit me, like, where I was, like, giving a presentation or something. Why? I don't know. The tale I'm going to tell you today, um, it's required me to hold back as much skepticism and negativity as I can. Um, Is it bordering, like, paranormal? It's required that I embrace what I would lightly describe as the unlikely. Okay. And that's generous, in my opinion. I know you're a you're a paranormal buff. I wouldn't say I'm a buff. You know anything about skinwalkers? I do. I do know a fair bit about skinwalkers. Tell, tell me what you know about skinwalkers. Because well, I, I don't go into much of it in For a start, this. I know you're not meant to be using the, the name. Oh, I'm not meant to even speak their name. Yeah. Okay. Well, like it can, that can summon them. them. Yeah. Well, but I ask any skinwalkers that are around to come and eat my heart. Well, here's the thing. I think skinwalkers are like an American, like Native American. Navajo. Yes. Yep. So I don't know if we're in that much danger of skinwalkers here in uh, suburban Australia. Sure. But um, yeah, I know you're not meant to say their name. Too late. Um, and I know that they can make themselves look human or sound human shapeshifters yeah yep shifty yes shifty little snakes yeah and right. they're 
they're scary. I find them scary when I hear t- stories about them or videos of them or whatever. I think they're kind of creepy. All right. So we've got you already. Yeah. You've been hooked. So let me tell you a bit about Skinwalker Ranch then, okay? Skinwalker Ranch is a 512-acre property located southeast of Ballard, Utah. It borders the Uinta and Ure Native American Indian Res- Reservation. The ranch has been the site of many UFO, paranormal, spooky, and haunting allegations since the late 90s. Allegations? Yeah. <laughs> Sound like they're like... <laughs> like ac- accusations? Uh, yeah, like yeah. accusing the land. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's one of the most researched, in quotes, paranormal locations in the world. Reports from locals in the Uintah Basin of UFOs have been around for well over 30 years, but the legend of Skinwalker Ranch really started to gain traction in 1996 when claims about the ranch first appeared in the Salt Lake City, Utah, Desiree News. Or maybe it's Deseret News, but I think it's Desiree. It's um, like Cassettify. <laughs> Does everyone know the... the well, the listeners, yeah. Emma had a Casetify phone case and she called it Cassettify. And I was like, do you mean Casetify? And she was like, well, I think it could be either. I also think if you pronounce it like Cassettify, I'd be fine with that. It's Casetify. Says who? The company. You know what? Fuck them. They charge me $85 per case. I just bought two cases for my new phone. Don't have a go at them because what if... What do they want to sponsor What if us? in the future we get popular and they... Yeah, like- well, I've got fucking three of their cases and one of those chains that they've got. So, you know what? Fuck. Yeah, I'm supporting them already. All right? <laughs> fucking cassettify. Desiree or... Yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> And later in the Las Vegas Mercury, as a series of articles by investigative journalist George Knapp. These early stories highlighted claims from a family that alleged they experienced inexplicable and frightening events after they purchased and started living on the property. All sounds pretty um, familiar for, like of these cases. Sarah's looking like maybe, maybe not. Doesn't mean it's not true. So... I'm going to go into the alleged incidents mm-hmm. at, at the ranch further, but people claim to have found uh, mutilated and almost surgically dissected cattle. Uh, UFO sightings are common and many people have called the ranch cursed after experiencing a range of weird things on the property. But I'm going to go into that further later on. Cool. But just as like an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that exciting for you? Yes, it is. <sighs> pretty um out of my character to cover this yeah i think when we were going through and picking stuff to do we said oh you, you said i had to do one we yeah. said we you had to do one yeah so in early 1996 terry and gwen sherman owned the property and were featured in the news articles discussing the supposed extraterrestrial activity that they had experienced terry said the following terry's the man terry and gwen terry um just because terry can be a, a female name as well i just wanted you to be clear this is the father of the house or whatever the hubby yep so he said for a long time we wondered what we were seeing if it was something to do with a top secret project right so he's thinking it's like a military operation Mm -hmm. terry and gwen also lived with their teenage son and 10 year old daughter all of whom claimed to have seen three types of ufos a bunch of times over the course of about uh 15 months Mm -hmm. one was small and boxy Another was about 40 feet long, and the third was a craft the size of several football fields. Whoa. The family have said that one of the crafts shone a wave of red light, while another appeared out of a circular orange orb resembling an aerial doorway or portal. The fuck? This is just what they've said. Is this property near 
any kind of military base or airport or anything like that? Um, I might get into it. Okay. Was it? No, I don't think it is. I think it's in the middle of like bumfuck nowhere. So, yeah, so later on in the property's, I guess, life, it was the site of some top secret testing. Oh, okay. But this was this is after Terry and Gwen lived there. Okay. But it does also it, – so I'm going to get into it. Just okay. keep, it, it borders some, like, um, Navajo and um, another Native American land. And so there's, like, um, law that goes along with that mm-hmm. as well. But I'm going to get into it. So just keep listening and stop being so impatient. Okay. The family also claimed that crop circles began showing up regularly on the land at Skinwalker Ranch. One instance saw three eight-foot circles in a triangular pattern, 30 feet from one another. Uh, a nearby pasture had – uh, circles three feet wide and a couple of feet deep with perfectly flattened dirt in the centers. These kind of happenings were at the more benign end of what of what the family claimed to have experienced as well. Gwen Sherman says one night a flying light followed her on her drive home and she got this really unsafe feeling. It's the Min Min light. It's the Min Min's. <gasps> They're back. <laughs> They've moved to America. Terry says one night he was out in a field with his dogs and he heard male voices speaking in an unfamiliar language, but the voices were coming from above him. He says he reckons about 25 feet in the air and his dogs were going crazy. Oh, I don't like that. Seven of the Sherman's cows would end up either missing or dead in strange circumstances. Uh, One cow turned up with a hole cut in the center of its left eyeball, but was otherwise untouched. Ugh. Another dead cow was found with the same incision in addition to a six-inch hole carved out of its rectum. Ew. Each time a cow was found in these weird circumstances, a chemical smell was also present. What the fuck? How long did these people live there? Uh, not long. I was going to say. Some cows disappeared entirely upon search, uh, and upon searching for the missing animals, uh, the shamans would find hoof tracks which suddenly stopped. This is all according to them, remember. You look incredulous. Yeah. You're looking shocked. I've told you before, I believe people, usually. Terry Sherman, husband Terry Sherman. I don't know why I think that Terry is a woman's name. I know, you you need you can stop saying I needed husband to, yeah. Terry. Yeah. I guess it's like more often a man's name. I think it's like equal. Both. It's like... I'm just thinking Terry Rasmussen, you know like that? Sam or something like that. It can be both. Yeah, okay, whatever. Terry Sherman said the following, we've seen the UFOs enough and we know pretty much what the craft look like. And I think it's definitely associated with the cattle mutilations. You talk to a lot of people around here that at one time or another have seen something they can't explain. There's been a lot of cattle mutilations and a lot of them weren't reported. Several ranchers told me that when they had a mutilation, they called the authorities and the the authorities couldn't do anything. So it was just a waste of time and effort. Terry also reported seeing a wolf-like creature that was about three times bigger than a normal animal. Terry shot at the creature with a rifle at close range, but the creature apparently uh, was unfazed and was unharmed. The shamans also claimed in the book Hunt for Skimwalker that they witnessed horrible monsters emerging from portals, poltergeist activity, and disembodied voices regularly. That escalated very quickly. Yep. (laughs) It went from like, oh yeah, like our cows keep getting attacked to... We witnessed monsters monsters. come out of portals. Yep. (laughs) Fucking hell. Is there more information about that? In the book, I'm sure. (laughs) Hunt for the Skinwalker. God, all right. Um, I'll give that a read. Many in the region wholeheartedly believe the Shermans, adding their own stories. However, 
no concrete evidence has ever been submitted to support any of these claims or the Sherman's claims. Quite. Zilch. Quite. Big fat zero for those claims. All right. Uh, regardless, 18 months after moving into the ranch, the Shermans were apparently so terrified that they put the property on the market. Okay, so they only lived there for 18 months before selling. Yeah. It took only three months for Las Vegas real estate mogul and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow to purchase Skinwalker Ranch for 200k. That's hell cheap. Yep, it is. Bigelow was the founder of a paranormal research organization called the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDSI. A very legitimate sounding name for something kind of silly, I think. Why do you think it's silly? Because this institute was tasked with exploring things like portals opening up and big monsters coming out. Robert Bigelow solely funded this this venture and gave it this name that made it sound like it was scientific. You think it's more pseudoscience? I do. Bigelow got the team at NID side to begin researching Skinwalk Ranch and perhaps unsurprisingly, they reported further and even weirder anomalies. What did they report? You're looking at me like you're angry at me. <laughs> no, not. Are we in a fight? Yeah, we're in a fight. Okay. I'm pissed. Is Bigelow paying you off? <laughs> yeah. Employee of NID Sire and biochemist Colm Kelleher. His name is C-O-L-M. Colm? Colm? Yeah. Colm Kelleher said that on the night of March 12th, 1997, he observed a big humanoid figure perched on a tree watching the research team. Kelleher said, quote, the large creature lay motionless almost casually in the tree. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. Hang on, this is a research team. Do they not have cameras and stuff with them? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Surely. You'd think they would. Like they're meant to be recording the anomalies that are occurring. This is 97, but yeah, you'd think that they would be able to record something like cameras that. Cameras existed. Yeah. Yep. Video cameras were prolific. Is prolific the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. yep. Kelleher apparently fired at the creature. <laughs> Very scientific approach. Shield it. <laughs> um, and it vanished. But he, um, he noticed that it had sharp claws and rese- resembled a heavy predatory bird. Yeah, it probably was. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say that it didn't even fucking exist, is what I'm going to say. This is all bullshit. Anyway, uh, he seems to associate it with the Navajo legend, and later sightings also back up this comparison to some kind of shape-shifting skin- skinwalker. It's probably just, like, a massive bird. And he just fucking shot at it. I won't even give him that much, <laughs> that much latitude. See, when it gets to this point, I'm like, these people wanted to see something. So it makes me a little yeah. bit more skeptical of anything they say. Yeah, well, Bigelow is spending money. Exactly. To find something here. Exactly. I'm sure you put most people in that situation. And it gets their even... brain is going to... It gets even more like, I guess, um, whoring, fame whoring. That's the word that the... Yeah, I know. Used in my episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, some kind of shape-shifting skinwalker. The Navajo Reserve is not far from the ranch, but apparently the tribe is reluctant to, to discuss the legend with outsiders. Yeah, it reminds me of Ken Hotate. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of quotes from any kind of uh, Native American. Yeah, but that also could be because they're not, like, the... I think the belief is that if you talk about it, it um, yeah, them. Yeah, right. But um, even talking about any of, like, the UFO... Oh, yeah. Apparent sightings or anything like that. Yeah. 
they're like uh they're like no thanks yeah you can make your stupid show according to clyde cluck cones book uh navajo witchcraft skinwalkers represent the opposite of navajo values they are shape-shifting witches representing evil um Bigelow, the ND, NID Psy team, and investigative reporter George Knapp reportedly experienced over a hundred incidents of unexplained phenomena, one of which was a peculiar etched ice circle in an irrigation pond with no tracks leading to or from the pond. This event went unsolved. And I saw a picture of this. What was it? Uh, it was a, an ice circle in a pond. Ice, ice circle. circle. Etched ice circle. So it was an iced over pond and there was an etched circle into it and there was no tracks leading to or from it oh that is weird but the pictures were only of the etched ice circle not of the tracks or apparent lack of tracks okay so again Mm. anyway after working on the property for about 10 years the group were unable to gather any solid evidence oh so it goes eh I mean, yeah, it's not early enough that they wouldn't have had access to cameras and videos and stuff like that. So yeah. I am a little bit surprised that they... Surprised, are you? Well... Is surprised the right word? Mm, disappointed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, disappointed. I want to pivot slightly for a moment. I'm sure you've heard of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Yes. Yep. So uh, just basically for anyone who isn't aware, the AATIP was an unclassified, unpublicized investigatory effort funded by the US government to study UFOs or UAPs, which are unexplained aerial phenomena. This program ran for five years and had 22 million in funding, which fucking hell, there are people starving. Yeah. It was initiated by Senator Harry Reid in 2007 at the urging of Senator Reid's friend, Robert Bigelow. Ah, interesting. Oh, is one is is Tom DeLong a part of one of these? Yeah, so he's a part of a like um, UFO like truther kind of group. Right. Yeah, I feel like I uncovered some kind of like cover up here. <laughs> Fucking Robert Bigelow, this this guy who has NID Psy, who investigate apparent paranormal things, has influenced his his friend Senator Harry Reid to invest twenty two million to investigate UAPs. I'm sure it would have had checks and balances. That- you you reckon? Well, let me keep going then. Mm-hmm. So, his friend Robert Bigelow. Um, so the advanced aerospace, so AATIP had a budget of 22 mil to explore the unexplained in the name of national security. Can you guess who won the majority contract for this project? Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. Oh, yeah, that is dodgy. That's right. Robert Bigelow's other company. Have people pointed this out? I don't know. I found this going through Wikipedia links. Hmm. Am I going to get murdered? Maybe. Now, I'm not saying there was any impropriety, but I'm not not saying that. In fact, I am saying that. You are saying I'm that. saying that. Yeah. So, and I'm angry now. I can feel anger in my tummy. <laughs> so Bigelow was given millions of dollars to continue uh, to research, test, and fuck about on Skinwalker Ranch. After this program failed to gain any more money, it shut down. But apparently uh, UAPs are still being researched by the Department of Defense. But that's just, uh, obviously, you're going to research anything that comes into your aerospace exactly. that is Exactly. They do need to do that. Yeah. Because of, yeah, national security. Yes. Other countries do have technology that we have no idea about. Yes. That we, the Western countries, don't have any idea about. Yes. Recently, like as of 
2021, uh, Robert Bigelow put up a million dollar reward for the best evidence the, for the survival of consciousness after permanent bodily death. So uh, essentially an afterlife. It was a contest and Bigelow gave out. That is interesting. So I watched a documentary on that. Uh, well, you should have entered, written an essay. So let me tell you. So uh, Bigelow gave out 1.8 million for essays he received. So not evidence. It, yeah. If I'd have known about it, I reckon we could have bullshitted our way to some of that prize money. Yeah. Because there was, it was just essays. Oh, and yeah. I mean, I guess we could have made up a whole bunch of shit because that's what fucking Bigelow was doing. Yeah. No, there was a series that I watched, a documentary series, where um, they talked to people who had had near-death experiences. Oh, right. And they, like, talk about seeing hell and shit like that. Um, the most interesting one I remember was a lady who was actually a doctor and oh, she yeah. drowned and she was dead for, like, 15 minutes. Yep. And it sounded lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we need a, do I need to have a chat? <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to this. So Bigelow sold the property to a company called Adamantium Real Estate Holdings in 2016. But according to Vice, research into Skinwalker Ranch and specifically the paranormal happenings is continuing despite that sale. Okay, so it's also advancing into areas like time travel and portals between worlds now. So until 2020, the man behind Adamantium Real Estate Holdings was anonymous. But Vice managed to get an interview with him and he was finally revealed to be Brandon Fugel, a real estate mogul and tech investor. Skinwalker Ranch has armed guards patrolling, um, surveillance systems and scientific equipment to try and detect any activity at their high-tech command centers. And it is also the subject of a very popular TV show, which I watched one clip from and couldn't watch anymore. It was so sensationalized. It was fucking embarrassing. What was it called? Um, It's called... I think it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Is it like do- it's on the History Channel? Yeah. Okay. The current team at Skinwalker Ranch. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Well. All right. Good luck sticking with it. The current team at Skinwalker Ranch claim to have experienced a number of odd events. The team are constantly experiencing issues with their technology, often blamed on fluctuations in electromagnetic fields. Some being so severe that it is apparently dangerous to humans. The team says that in the time they've been there, several of their team members have been harmed unexplainably. One of the team was hospitalized with life-threatening subgaleal or subgaleal fluid collection with associated subcalvarial inflammation, also known as swelling on the brain. What the fuck is wrong with me, Sarah? (laughs) The brain. Also known as swelling on the brain and fluid between the skull and the scalp. The hospital ran tests on this patient and was unable to conclusively rule out common causes uh, of such an issue. What are common causes for that? Like, is that something that can just happen? Like, can you, from being, it sounds like like meningococcal or something. I'm not sure what is common or what could commonly cause that. But they weren't able to rule out that it was. Common causes, yeah. So it could have just been whatever. Yep. Uh, In one event, three guests on the ranch reported strange skin inflammation, nausea, and extreme lassitude, which means lack of energy, within a close period of time. Uh, A few went to the emergency room, but the reporter on this incident couldn't verify why or what happened at the emergency department. They probably went, go home, there's people here who are fucking dying. It's like when um, What's-His-Face went to the emergency room because he had an infected toenail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
In a YouTube video, the presenter Joe Scott mentions that the Uintah Basin, in which Skinwalker Ranch lies, is rife with a whole bunch of minerals, gases, and chemical compounds that make it unsafe for humans. So, um, and they also frack in this area, and gases are released by this activity too. Interesting. So, there's a possible explanation for why people might experience uh, various different different health yeah. issues while they're there. An employee at the ranch said that unexplained phenomena are recorded as as unexplained when all the equipment is cross-referenced and points to that event having occurred with no ex- explanation. Yeah. So they did make this sound quite robust scientifically. So they said they have things like pressure trackers, like they have flight radars, they have cameras all the time, all this shit, so that if something happens, like, for example, say there's a fluctuation in electromagnetic activity, they can cross-reference with all of their devices to try and rule out what it could be um, uh, occurring by. But I would also mention that just because something is unexplained doesn't mean it's paranormal. Yeah. But uh, let's keep going. I said that I was going to be respectful about this case, and I have not been. (laughs) And yeah, I, you've, you've been pretty... Um, disrespectful. <laughs> not disrespectful, but pretty sceptical. All right. Well, I apologize. I'm going to change my tune right now. <laughs> I just don't want anyone to believe that I believe this. Okay. Just make that clear and then... Make that statement. Yeah. So, Bryant Arnold, head of security at the ranch, was known uh, has known Fugle since they were 19 and was hired as the private security contractor on the site. He has some stories. When asked if he has ever experienced anything paranormal at the ranch, Arnold said the following. Nothing at first. I thought it was all a bunch of crap. Then one night, I'm in one of the bedrooms in the ranch house. I'm lying down trying to get some sleep. And then all of a sudden, bam, something slams into my bed. It's like when your kids jump into bed with you or some or someone big need the bed. I sit up, I turn on the lights, nothing's there. Just going to mention that sleep paralysis is very real. Winterton, another security and surveillance employee, said the following about what he had experienced. When we first took over the ranch, Bigelow had an older couple here who were the caretakers. They liked living on the ranch, so they stayed here until about a year and a half ago when they decided to leave for health reasons. Winterton continues. One night in 2016, they called me. It was probably 2am and said someone was on the ranch. There was this old basketball they kept by the front porch. Anyway, they said someone was bouncing it against the house. When I got there, I made sure they were okay, and I just walked through the house making sure no one else was there. I told them to stay inside, and I went out to see if anyone was walking around. I had this feeling I was being watched, but no one was there. I get my shotgun from the truck, and just for good measure, I go to the front yard there and blast a few shots into the air and yell a few obscenities, just to scare them. I take my truck up the road, and as I start getting closer, I start to get really scared. Just this feeling that takes over. Then I hear this voice, as clear as you and me talking right now, that says, stop, turn around. Ooh. I lean out the window with my spotlight out and start searching around. Nothing. So I get out, and I blast a few more shots and yell some more. And then he goes. So he did turn around? Yeah. Good. Good lad. One evening, Winterton and his wife went to the ranch because he was told to make a hard backup of the video files due to some cameras failing, which happened pretty often apparently at the ranch. Winterton was to use one of the external hard drives to download the videos from the night. As Winterton began the backup, he and his wife heard a banging sound coming from one of the back bedrooms. He says the following of this event. Were people getting freaky back there? I'll let you be the judge. So he said the following. It sounded like someone had an electrical cord and they were smacking it against a wall. Sexy. Yeah. So I jump up and I run back there. Nobody was in there. I've spent tons of time in the command center. I know the usual sounds that it makes. What the water heater sounds like when it turns on. This was different. 
So we're freaking out at this point. I sit down back at the computer and the download is taking forever. Then all of a sudden, like someone was standing between us, I hear, leave now. Ooh, God. I look at Melissa, she looks at me, then it happens again. You need to leave now. Oh my God, that gives me goosebumps. Tom and Melissa went to them, both jumped up and did as I were told. Did she hear it too? Yep. We get into the truck and we got the hell out of there. I'm trying to text and call, but my phone won't respond. It's all frozen. My wife is trying to get it to work. I try. It's like 10 minutes goes by and eventually the phone responds. Then it just dies. It started to work for a second or two. Then the batteries are totally dead. Melissa Winterton later recounted the story in much the same way. See, in that instance, there's two people there saying the same thing. I don't know. Two people who who could have who could have worked on their story. Yeah, I guess. I found a blog article of someone who claims to have contact from the former security at at the ranch who described the perpetuation of the hype as quote boondoggle. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I learnt it means a project that is a waste of time and money. <laughs> boondoggle. Boondoggle. I hope it's not like a bad word. Yeah, is that like a? Sl- it's not a slur. slur or I hope not. I googled it. <laughs> And it just said a waste of time and money. Yeah. Um, he says that 99% of what they experienced could be logically explained and that the owners didn't want to hear about the explanations and only the experiences. Okay. Very funny to me on this blog post that this guy had said that the Brandon Fugel himself had commented. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he was like, I was skeptical too, but it's all true. Blah, blah, blah. Like he just went on really funny. I mooched around on the Skimwalker Ranch website. Yeah. And they have a section where they show photos of unexplained phenomena. I urge you to bring that up now and take a look because it is not impressive to say the least. All right, let's have a look. So Google skinwalkerranch.com. And while you're doing that, I'll just keep talking. So I wanted to present you with things that were a little spooky and couldn't be readily explained. But the more that I read about the ranch, the more it seemed like a couple of rich assholes just kind of wanted to perpetuate this folklore because um, A, they actually believed in it and they wanted to prove what they believed in. B, it's making them even richer and more powerful. Or C, all of the above. Remember the first family I told you about, the Shermans? Yeah. And how everything started kicking off when they moved in? Yeah. Well, prior to them, the Meyer family owned the property for 60-odd years. So you would expect that they would have uh, their fair share of spooky happenings if there was anything that occurred on the ranch, right? Well, the Myers had nothing. So they're now dead, but the brother Garth Myers said the following. There was nothing unequivocally, absolutely nothing that went on while Edith and my brother lived here. Okay. The writer of the Vice article, MJ Banyas, said the following after his time at the ranch. I eventually have to leave the ranch, and as our SUV gets back on the highway, I can't help but think that Skimwalker Ranch is so much more than the paranormal mythology that has been crafted around it. Perhaps it's too late to separate the ranch from the lore that has made it famous, but for my short time there, the ranch does seem to have an aura. So that is ultimately, I think, the disappointing story of Skinwalker Ranch. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with what you've said, that it seems like some rich people have taken it over and want it to be this thing yep but when people like the security guards and stuff have their stories then i'm like okay that's but they're being paid as well while this is still being um researched they've been paid their job depends on this being yeah continuing i suppose i would have liked to have heard more about skinwalkers (laughs) considering that's the name (laughs) name of the ranch yeah um (laughs) Sorry, I guess. Um, (laughs) 
I'm also thinking like I wonder if there's some kind of like testing or something that happens nearby there that we don't know about and they don't know about and it's like that's causing some of these weird anomalies um like it is some kind of government thing that is just really under wraps yeah if it's out in the boondocks like you say yeah yeah i don't know it's i still find it interesting i wouldn't say that i'm sold yeah but i don't necessarily think all of it's bullshit okay so they've got you a little bit a little they've got you half hooked yeah i i can't believe that security guard Okay. And his wife, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to show you these photos that I found on the Skimwalker Ranch website. Oh, I just had a look. Oh, yeah. Funny, right? Yeah. They're not great. Yeah. Um, I don't even understand what a lot of them are. Yeah. There's things like, uh, like there's a picture of something that is obviously a cat. What's that? Like, look at that. It's obviously a fucking coyote. Yeah. We're not even from America and we know that's a fucking coyote. Yeah. Um, That one's creepy. Yeah. Is it? I find that quite creepy. Maybe I'll use that on the gram. Yeah. But so, um, yeah, essentially that is the story of Skimwalker Ranch. And I, look, I did want it to be more um, spooky, but I think in the future I should leave the spooky ones to you. (laughs) (laughs) But I do also think that... No, you have to do one every season. I think I uncovered a conspiracy here. Yes. Right? Bigelow Aerospace and fucking the US government. That's the real story here. It's the real story. Now we're going to become one of those podcasts that's like a crazy person yelling about conspiracies every episode. Did you hear that Adnan Syed, who was the, I guess, the focus of Serial's first, you know, serial, the Serial podcast. Oh, he's been released. He's hey? been released yeah. and he's been cleared by DNA evidence. Yeah. So he was wrongfully convicted and he was spent like, what, 17, 22 20. years? 20 years in jail. Yeah. And I guess essentially the serial podcast was what highlighted his case. So well, that teacher's pet podcast. Yep. Was, Chris Dawson. Yeah. Yep. He's been um, charged with murder and has gone away. Yeah. So podcasts matter. <laughs> hey, you, you want to talk about the impact of true crime um, focus. There's two positive impacts that have yeah. occurred because of focuses on true crime. And Actually, the, yeah. And the kind of um, f- uh, fanfare and, 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 and interest that has, has been born because of yeah for those who don't know i've been grappling lately with um thinking that true crime content is exploitative and that i shouldn't be watching or listening or creating it but um yeah you're right there are positives that that come with it yeah with like examining some of this stuff yeah but anyway we're we're and and i guess off topic from skinwalker well i guess what i was getting at was i maybe have uncovered something here yeah you've uncovered a high level yes conspiracy in the american yes government and we should force robert bigelow to pay back the uh american government the 22 million he was given to research skinwalker ranch harry reid needs to be stripped of his senatorship if he still has it. i didn't look into it and fucking whatever the fuck else who's his name what's his name whatever i think i've uncovered something here and i think that we all need to um open our fucking eyes All right. Well, um, thanks for that slightly disjointed. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> tirade. <laughs> um, what's happening next week? Next week. Oh, shit. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Should I look it up for you? Yeah. All right. Give me a second. Next week, Sarah, you are covering, apparently, you're covering Glitches in the Matrix. Ooh, okay. I haven't even started researching that. So tune in next week to listen to that. And um, like, review, subscribe, 
and tell your friends. Yeah, and also if you think of something that you want us to do, oh, yeah. write in Email and let us know. Us, yeah. We've got a website where you can just go down and write in the box. So, yeah, let us know if there's anything in particular you want us to cover. You can just DM us on Instagram as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate all of you that listen. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.